Yes, welcome in one and all. This is the full 10 yards uh, betting podcast. Happy New Year! It's been quite a number of weeks since we uh, were last behind the mic, but we're back. We're fully recharged and we're here to win you some cash uh, for the playoffs. Uh, only a couple of weeks betting left to go. Happy New Year to everyone in the, the huddle here. Adam, welcome you in first, buddy. Uh, good New Year, good, good Christmas. Uh, what, did, what did Santa bring you? Any New Year's resolutions? Uh, what did Santa get me? Um, slippers, obviously, and just generic. Uh, Generic bloke stuff. My main present from the wife still hasn't turned up, so nothing from there. Um, but it, it bought me, uh, bought us a, a Bengals playoff game, so that's always nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah. I was gonna say that must have been uh, mostly well, your, your, your number one on your on your wish list from Santa there. So you've been a good boy this year, getting a, number one a Bengals, on the jersey as well. A bit, Bengals, bit of it, you know. <laughs> Bengals, Bengals playoff game, mate. There we go. We are, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute because um, I say they've got a lot of uh, history to to rewrite, haven't they? But yeah. There we go. Uh, Jack, obviously another regular has uh, throughout the regular season. Uh, Happy New Year to you, buddy. How have you been? How's your Christmas? Any New Year's resolutions? No, um, good Christmas. Yeah, pubs in Ireland uh, close at eight o'clock though, so that was a bit of a hit. A um, mm. few house parties and yourself. Um, Christmas, I got a few Links Africa sets. You know the usual. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Pretty good Christmas, uh, full of drink and going off and off January. <laughs> nice, excellent stuff. And you will see in the bottom right hand corner, we have a fourth person in the huddle today, uh, has been on the podcast once or twice before. But welcome back in today. Happy New Year to you, Callum. How are you doing, buddy? Great, yeah, thanks for having me back. It's been a while, um, but yeah, excited to be back on with you guys. Um, Santa brought me uh, firing of a coach who went 19 and 14 over the last two years in Miami, so um, that was you know sad, but um. Here we are. I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to the playoffs. It's always the best time of the year, even though my team always seems to miss out by one win. Oh. And this year it was because we lost to Urban Meyer. So uh, you know, uh, cheerful nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of the uh, shocking uh, shocking firings over the last couple of days, and so the boys mm-hmm. on the NFL podcast uh, will be all over that. And as I say, no doubt uh, he will be highly coveted when the uh, coaching search comes for those p- the other teams that have vacated their head coaching position. But, ladies and gents, we are here to talk money. We are here to talk betting, uh, and obviously the play the road to the Super Bowl. So before we get into every single game of Wild Card Weekend, uh, let's get into some Super Bowl predictions first. Uh, I hasten to add that the three of us have all gone for the same Super Bowl, so. Um, yeah, that's quite an interesting one. But Jack, we'll start with you because you have gone for a San Francisco uh, 49ers, Kansas City uh, Super Bowl. Play, explain yourself. Um, yeah, Kansas City, I think uh, this is probably the, the Titans, probably the worst number one seed uh, in the AFC in a long time. Um, Chiefs are in number two. I can see them beating everyone in the AFC comfortably enough, to be honest. Um, to be, I think the Bengals are probably the most team that I'd see them struggling against. I know they've already lost them this year, but. Um, I could see even the Bengals maybe beating the Titans uh, and getting to the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs being at home would be the only reason I'd probably pick them ahead of it. Um, for the NFC, the Packers is kind of the obvious choice, but I don't know. I just think the 49ers have won four of the last five games. They're flying. Um, they could beat anyone on the day. They could beat anyone away. Even, I suppose, last weekend they showed against the Rams. Uh, had a big... I think they're losing 17-0 and they came back and won in overtime. Uh, they could beat anyone. I think they're 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs will win it, but 25 to 1, I think, is well worth uh, a punch as well. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's the Packers and the Chiefs at the same time. But value wise, I think the 49ers are definitely worth a punch. 
Yeah, I agree. I, th- I say I think yeah, the playoff, the playoff bracket, is, as it were, has, has kind of opened up quite nicely for the Bengals if they can kind of, you know, exercise the ghosts of, of yesteryears and yester playoff games and and all the rest of it. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I am a bit scared of. I, I was struggling as a Cowboys fan to, to 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 decide on who I probably wanted to face at home. Um, you know, we'll probably lose to all, anyone that we played anyway, but um, it's what it is. But yeah, 49 ers uh, will be a fascinating game. Really looking forward to it. I, as much as I'd love Dallas. To, you know, to to get the, the NFC equivalent of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the in the wild card round, it is, it is, it's just a bit more fun when it's a, it's a fun game and it's a close game and you know even if you, all the nails do go, but yeah, um, AFC just feels a bit empty. I know you've got you've, like I say you've got the Titans as the one seed and like I say you know, the AFC Championship game has either been in Denver or Kansas City the last decade. So um, yeah, if Tennessee do win the divisional round, it is going to be weird to, to have an AFC title game not in uh, not in Arrowhead or not in um, Colorado. But there we go. Um, yeah, NFC NFC is a, is probably a bit more difficult to to assess because you've you've probably got more of a power pack uh, power pack set of teams as my dog looked out the window. Lovely stuff. <laughs> um, oh, don't. Um, but yeah, yeah, obviously Tampa Bay haven't got their leading rusher, haven't got their leading receiver. Uh, they seem to be a bit depleted, but you know Tom Brady's got a history of elevating you know less than star-studded teams to Super Bowls. So obviously you've got the Tom Brady factor there, and he's won you know more games than 28, 28 other you know franchises in NFL history. So you you got that as well. But yeah, I, you know Kansas City Chiefs and the Packers uh, is all the three the rest of, the, of us have, have gone. Adam, uh, any particular thoughts on why Kansas City and why Packers? Why I put my dog out the window. Yeah, Packers obviously don't really want to go for the favour, but they've been great all season. They're getting healthier coming into the playoffs. It's they're getting uh, Bakhtiari back. They've got a few defenders back. Uh, Jair, Jair Alexander should be back, I think. And obviously the week off, it's Lambeau. It's at home. They, they really should get through. Tampa obviously have got a whole host of injuries on the offensive side. They've they are getting defenders back on uh, for Tampa. So I, I think frankly it's between them two. Dallas have got too many ups and downs. I, I do like Jack's pick of the 49ers. They would be the outside one for me. Um, yeah. There's every chance they can roll through this. Um, the Rams, obviously, have got Matthew Stafford throwing interceptions every week, which is hampering them. And then the AFC side, I just don't see, frankly, I don't think any of them are that great. Um, obviously, the Chiefs have been beaten. I, I still don't rate the Bills or the Pats, really, to be honest. So I am kind of down to basically the Chiefs and no one else on on that side of it. But even they haven't been great this year. So it is, I think it's definitely wide open on the AFC side, but I'm going to have to go for the, the history in the last few years, frankly. Yeah, and Tad Callum talking of history. Obviously, Packers have lost what the last couple of uh, NFC title yeah. games. Obviously, they've got some of their own ghosts to to exercise. But um, yeah, obviously, week off, you know, at home um, for that game probably will fancy their chances against every other team uh, that, that does come. Just because of you know, some of the things that Adam said. You know, quite a lot of these teams that are in the NFC are, are splattering offenses: Dallas, LA Rams, Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, well, not necessarily Tampa Bay, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, Packers, Chiefs for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they are just the two best teams overall the most well-rounded teams I think nothing you know the similarities between Rodgers and Brady kind of I talked up at times and obviously one's had significantly more success in the other than the other in terms of winning trophies but they both love nothing more than sticking it to people um and the narrative of you know Rodgers will never win another MVP because his vaccination status is this that or the other he's gonna <laughs> win another MVP and regardless of what any of us think about you know his, his status one way or the other or how he dealt with it or what Habar Kush thinks about how he dealt with his, his free agency last summer um you know Rodgers the revenge tour of ending it with the Super Bowl and telling everyone exactly where to shove it 
I think that's something that is really motivating him right now. Um, and talent-wise, I just think the Packers are, they're getting healthier. Nobody else is getting healthier right now. They're getting people back. You know, I know JJ Watt's back for the Cardinals, but that only makes so much difference. We don't think that Hopkins is going to be 100% for them. But the Packers are adding pieces on defense. They're getting people back in the huddle. And like you said, I think if there's any team that is, you know, the hardest place to go in January, it's going to be Lambeau and the Packers. So for me, they were kind of, Maybe the obvious choice, like we said, but just the one that makes the most sense. And, you know, similar to Adam, the AFC isn't as strong as it could be. I personally do think the Bills are a legitimate team. And I think that Bills-Chiefs game is actually um, the AFC title game, the way I see it going. I think the Bills-Bills versus Chiefs is really uh, the one and two in the AFC. Um, but I just think Kansas City at home, like Adam said, we'll, we'll have too much. And you'll see Chiefs against Packers in, uh, in LA in February. There you go. Obviously, that is February the was it February thirteenth this year? Yeah. You said, well, yeah, yeah, February the thirteenth. Yeah. Obviously, that is uh, what four, three or four weeks away now. So let's uh, let's start at the beginning, guys. Let's start at the wildcard weekend. And if you are watching or if you are listening, firstly, hello, happy new year to you all. But don't forget, uh, you know, go over to our Twitter at Full Ten Yards. We have a playoff predictive competition thing, whatever it is, and yeah, more people would get. Obviously, we'll we'll be, uh, we'll do a better prize. But yeah, a little prize for the winner. It's free to enter. No, no you don't have to do anything. Don't even have to you know, follow us or watch us or anything like that. But yeah, go and tell a friend. Go and Get, let's just try and get as many people as we can, but that's there for everyone that wants to have a boat at that. Okay, then, guys, let's start uh, Saturday. First team up, the first teams up is the obviously the AFC Raiders and Bengals. Adam, I'd be remiss of me not to start with you. First, obviously, um, yeah, <laughs> first, not not well, it's not the first um, Cincinnati Bengals playoff game for, for since 1990, but it's obviously they've not won since 1990 in the playoffs. Um, yeah. And as we joked, obviously, you know, you know text message was invented uh, before. <laughs> recently than, than a Bengals playoff game but um since he won one lot for the last five since Vegas obviously you know the Raiders aren't a, a common opponent for the Bengals um Bengals playoff record five and fourteen and uh it's interesting stats I, I I was looking at when I was looking at overs and unders and against the spreads last time a, a Cincinnati Bengals playoff game went over was in 2011 uh versus the Texans but that was an over under of 38 and um you know the last time I actually went over the current over under line of 49 it was against the Houston Oilers back in 1990 so um the Bengals playoff games don't tend to have a lot of points but obviously a lot has changed since uh you know previous their uh, previous yeah. regimes and uh, and whatnot as well but um Bengals 10 6 and 1 against the spread this year um yeah what, how do you see it going what, your, your thoughts obviously as a Bengal fan nervous expectant or confident um both to be honest um I think we should win we beat them 32 13 in the regular season it was a little bit of a false result there was um 13 6 at the end of the third quarter and then it was turnovers and short fields that kind of blew them away at the end but that, that game was won mainly on the defence, which is promising because um, we know we can stop them. Josh Jacobs didn't really get much going. The, the one thing is they didn't have Darren Waller in that game and Bengals aren't exactly great against the tight end still. And it, frankly, both of these teams are hugely different. The Bengals ran at 30, well, Joe Mixon had 30 carries in that game. Um, since then, they've been far more pass heavy, obviously utilising the three, three the, one of the best trios in the league and it's been working very well. So... I think they'll probably do that again, but that is dangerous against the Raiders because they only rush four players so they can drop players deep and double cover people. And obviously we've been, well, the Bengals have been preying on single coverage on Chase and just lobbing up to him, as as Jerry B said, he's, he's, he must be down there somewhere. Um, but I think, yeah, it's a really rough one for me to, to me to judge. All the money's coming on the Raiders, as always. Um, 
but I do think the Bengals should win. I, it's going to be a weird one. I think it's going to be either the Raiders win by three or the Bengals win by double digits. I think it's one of those two things. I think if the Bengals win, then they win comfortably. And the thing is, like as you said, this is a much different team to what we've had over the five years, even the five years when the Bengals were very good getting into the playoffs. This is Joe Burrow, this is Jamar Chase. These are born winners. These are winners from winning from a winning college team. They brought in winners from uh, the Saints with him, with Hendrickson and and Von Bell. They, they're they building a winning culture with players who are used to winning. And I think this could be the time to end the curse of Bo Jackson, which ironically was against the Raiders where they ended his career. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Bengals should win. I'm not overly confident. And I think it's going to be a pretty horrible early Saturday, but it's perfect game for us on um, Saturday at half nine. It's prime time for UK fans, so it's actually worked out pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. No, indeed. No, I, I think you're right. And before I pass it over to Jack and Jack and Callum, I think um, yeah, it's all about can can Burrow, you know, can the Bengals get it going going through the air? Like I say, they only brush it. You know, the key to the, the Raiders' defense is that is that pass rush only sending sending four whatever, and um, yeah, it probably will come down to what Mixon is able to produce. Uh, in the short game to then hopefully open it up with some shots downfield. I don't think Joey B is going to be too scared to to try and throw it into maybe a double coverage or whatnot. And like I say, yeah, the, Va- the Raiders they're they're there to be beat. They're not yeah, they're not a they're not a juggernaut on it, are they? Let's be honest. Yeah. Um Vegas is like like you mentioned as well, they do tend to turn the ball, the ball over a lot of minus nine on differential this year. Um, and I think if if, the, if you're a Raiders fan you want to make sure that they at least equal the number of turnovers that, that the Bengals do uh, to have any chance of winning this game because like I say yeah more the more you turn the Boy over the less like you are to win the game so that's uh, one area that the Raiders will want to uh, shore up on Jack over to you how do you see this one going and uh, we'll come to the selections at the end I um I think the Bengals are going to win comfortably um I thought that maybe like the Bengals could be nervous or whatever I think it's seven seven playoff games in a row they've lost but Burrow is just so confident like I don't think it's false confidence either he genuinely believes what he's saying he you know he's arguably you know an MVP candidate this year he's just unbelievable um I think the Raiders got completely screwed over because they played obviously late on the Sunday night, massive wins, yeah. basically their Super Bowl, and then they have to go across the country and play the first game in the playoffs. Not sure how that's happened, but uh, I actually feel sorry for them. Um, after the game, I was looking straight away to see what price or what handicap would be for the Bengals, and I thought it'd be minus three and a half, four, but uh, started off at minus six and a half. I think it's minus five now, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'll be getting all over that. Less than a touchdown. That's definitely my pick um, for that game. Callum, many any similar thoughts, or do you see anything for the Raiders? No, not at all. To be honest with you, I think the Bengals are the better team. Clearly, I think the Raiders have been a great story, considering the you know struggles and the difficulties they've had with obviously Gruden Rugs this season. You know, credit to Visaccia, he's had an unbelievable season as head coach, and I think they should give him the job full time for sure. But I really don't think they're anything special as a team. You look through their schedule and the results they've had to get here. You know, they were exceptionally fortunate to make the playoffs, in all honesty. Similar to Washington last year, who basically got in by default because everybody else was injured. This time, the Raiders have had a run where they beat the Browns in Cleveland only because Baker Mayfield was out and the Browns had no no players with them. Yeah. And equally, they limped past the Broncos. I don't know how they managed to sneak past the Colts, who were just deciding to choke their season away. But even <laughs> as far back as Thanksgiving, you know, they, they only beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving because of an egregious pass interference call. So I think the Raiders have been fortunate to get where they are. Um, the Chargers are a much better team than the Raiders. And really, this should be um, the Chargers in, in the playoffs instead of the Raiders. But um, 
you know, good for Vegas that they managed to find their way in, but I think it's I think it's Bengals all day. Mm, don't open up those Thanksgiving wounds, mate. They've only just about healed. Um, <laughs> let's, let's have a look at what we've gone for bet-wise then. So uh, I've gone for Darren Waller under, under four and a half receptions. I think, you know, say he's been out since Thanksgiving, since he injured his, was his IT band or something? Well, something like that anyway. Um, you know, possibly he could be a decoy. I thought four and a half receptions was a tiny bit higher, though. You know, let's say if he's anywhere near 100%, and he has been limited this week in practice, and Jack mentioned about the short turnaround um i don't really see him getting too much involved um and then apart from that is cincinnati on the handicap although for some reason i've given callum cincinnati yeah. plus, like plus, that plus five yeah, and a half yeah i'll take the plus but i was going yeah, for the minus but there we go um yeah yeah moral of the story is cincinnati on the handicap um and yeah Adam should have, should have should have some nails come come the Buffalo so, England. So worrying that we've all gone through it. <laughs> never a good time. Um, just a quick one: Does do you guys think Joe Burrow is arrogant, or is it does it come across quite smooth to the? Oh, I love him. Yeah, I love him. Great. Yeah. It's going to be so good. He gets away with it, like. That's all right, then. He knows who he is. He knows who he is. You know what he's about. Self awareness. It's not. Yeah. It's, yeah. If you've come from where he's come from and gone through what he's gone through to get to LSU, to put that team together, to put that season together, to get to the Bengals, who were not a fancy franchise and who have struggled. You know, there's a reason they were picking number one overall, as you're well aware, Adam. You know, for him to then turn this team around in a relatively short space of time, battle back from his serious injury and lead them into the playoffs like this, hell yeah, be confident. You know, own it. I I think we want want our sports stars to uh, all be super humble, and I think he is actually quite humble. But at the same time, I think, you know, when you have success, why not, you know, tell people? And Show I, a bit of personality. I, I, Show yeah, a bit of personality. I loved, I loved yeah. all that celebrating from the Bengals in their, in their locker room after they won the AFC North. Like, all those videos of them dancing and T-shirts and pictures is great. Have fun with it. You know, how often do you know you're going to get that? You don't. Yeah, I mean, not quite, it's not quite the levels of that Lincoln City player um, celebrating the Sunderland manager, but you know, somewhere, somewhere, <laughs> yeah. somewhere in yeah. between that and uh, Mac Jones and the Bill and the Bill, uh, Bill Belichick Patriots, which is a nice segue on to the second game on Saturday night. Uh, the Patriots do travel up to uh, Buffalo, and um, interesting game this one. Obviously, New England did go up to Buffalo earlier in the year in that strange weather game uh, and, and get the win, but um, Buffalo had too much firepower on the way back down uh, towards the, uh, the the back end of the season there, but um, yeah. Yeah, this is a game with two coach, well coached teams. Sean McDermott, Bill Belichick. Yeah, we've yeah we've seen them do it for year after year uh, with their current teams. And um, yeah, what two well coached teams? Um, Matt Jones, obviously rookie rookie season, uh, playing in his first playoff game. Um, but played admirably admirably well this year. Again, we obviously in the running for offensive uh, rookie of the year. Obviously, that should be Chase's now, much to my dismay. But uh, I think Patriots fans uh, who were a bit worried, obviously going into the season, Mac Jones obviously wasn't overly enamoured, was he, with uh, with the NFL NFL community and and, and all the rest of it. Um, but you know, seems to be in good hands. Uh, both teams are ten and seven against the spread. New England eight and nine on the unders. Buffalo are nine and eight. Um, yeah, interesting game this one, Adam. For me, um, I think this is going to come down to who runs the ball better, who gets the most rushing production, and but also who plays better run defense. Because yeah, in the air, these two teams are pretty decent. Yeah, it's going to be freezing as well. It's zero Fahrenheit, so it's going to be very, very cold there. So yeah, I, I agree. Whoever runs the ball better. Uh, obviously, the the Bills have been trying to force the run over the last few weeks. They've been really trying to establish Devin Singletary. I do wonder whether that's a bit of a smokescreen and whether they're just trying to do that to well just to distract the pats away from the passing game frankly but obviously bill belichick isn't going to fall for it but who knows um harris and stevenson look like they're both going to play uh stevenson was out of the game for a little bit last week but it sounds like he came back 
which I missed because it was quite late in the end. Um, and obviously they ran all over the Bills in the first matchup. A again, that was weather affected. So I, I don't know whether I put too much into it. Um, yeah, I, 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 as I said earlier, I, I kind of struggle with both of these teams. I think they had easy schedules, despite DVOA telling me that the Bengals had one of the easiest schedules. Um, I think the Pats and the Bills had pretty easy schedules throughout. And I, I just... I just struggle to believe or trust in any of the, in either of them. Obviously, the Bills are better in uh, controlled conditions. If there was a, a dome, which I saw someone say on Twitter the other day, if they want to get the best out of Josh Allen, then a dome is the way to go. But it's never going to happen, so it doesn't matter. But uh, the Bills obviously have the arm. They have Stefan Diggs. They have Dawson Knox, which is red zone stuff. That They have everything there. Um, but I, I just don't really trust them. But you're going up a against a rookie slash first-time QB in the Patriots. And despite Bill Belichick being a genius, that is never a good thing. So, I frankly, I think the, the Bills win. Um, I, I still don't know which way I, go, I would go on the spread if I was forced to. But, um, yeah, the, the Bills should win. So, yeah, uh, so. Spreddy here is Buffalo minus four. Over under is 44. Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, before we come to you, Jack, the, the Buffalo Bills just have that extra kind of gear if they need it where they can have a quick strike, a quick score yeah. or a strike. You know, New England are going to be a methodical, um, you know, long drive, take a lot of time off the clock kind of uh, offense, especially in this game. Like, say, Mac Jones' first playoff game. And it's kind of how Bill Belichick likes to turtle up a little bit when he wants to try and grind out a victory. But, um, Buffalo for you. Yeah, like Adam was saying, I don't know, this is probably the hardest spread of the weekend. I can see it being like a 24-20 sort of game. Um, I know Belichick, obviously, is the best coach of all time, but I'm not convinced of Mac Jones at all. I watched the two games he played against the Dolphins. I know Dolphins' defense is good, but I know like I know he, he had a good chance of winning a rookie of the year this year, but I'm just not convinced. I think he's very limited, kind of like Tua, to be honest. Um, and I think the Bills winning last year against the Ravens in the playoffs is down to them this year because they've got a little bit extra confidence now that they can they can win a game in the playoffs. Um, I'm taking Allen over Mac Jones every single time. Um, I've seen the special on Skybet for uh, Stefan Diggs and Harris both score a touchdown 6-1. to one. I'd probably do that as opposed to the spread, but if I was to go into my head, I'd pick the Bills minus, uh, minus four, but I wouldn't be very confident either way, to be honest. Yeah, Callum, you, have to, you feel that the New England probably have to score the first touchdown. I mean, you know, if they, I don't, I know they normally defer the the kickoff, but if they can hold the Buffalo to a three and out or a non-scoring drive on their first position and score, you know, with a you know a five six seven minute drive with a, a rushing touchdown or whatever, um, it's going to be a bit of a, a heavy night for the Bills Mafia. Yeah, I mean the clock is definitely probably the Patriots' greatest weapon, I guess, in this. Um, Conversely to some of what you guys have said, I, I you know I tend to have a little bit more confidence in the Bills, and I actually think the Patriots, in all honesty, have overachieved this year. Um, I think their their defense is legitimate and is and is very good, but I think the the belief of Mac Jones as you know offensive rookie of the year was a little bit overblown at times, and you've seen him kind of struggle down the stretch to an extent here in a way that I I think they were playing good complementary football, as you hear coaches talk about, that the defence and the offence were helping each other. But this is a team that relies on its running game to, to be productive. You know, it's easy for Mac Jones to pick defences apart when the defences have to sell out to stop that run from Stevenson and Harris. So, um, 
I think if the Patriots can get ahead, that's huge for them. Obviously, as you said, Tim, run the clock and try and control the tempo from there. But if the Bills were to come out and go up 7 nothing on, you know, quick strike digs or something, then I could see Buffalo winning it comfortably in the end, to be honest. Um, I, I, you know, I think I, I, I don't see there being that many points. I think the weather will play a role, obviously. Um, but as, as Jack said, you know, if you're asking me to choose whether I trust Mac Jones or Josh Allen, I mean, it's not really a conversation. You know, that yeah. previous game in Buffalo, Jones tried three passes, you know. And I mean, obviously, that was very extreme weather. But if the Patriots think they're going to win this game with Mac Jones only throwing three passes this weekend, they're, they're mistaken. Mm. Yeah, no, it'd be, a, it'd be a close game throughout. And I think the, the, the four, four points on the spreads is uh, warranted. Yeah, yeah, even even in the nice weather game, he he was fine until they had to push it, and then he threw interceptions. He they, yeah. they did struggle, but yeah, I, I'm I've got seven to one on Chase, so uh, I'm I'm <laughs> a happy man with my offensive rookie of the year bet at the moment. There we go. Um, yep. So that's obviously the Saturday games. Moving on to Sunday, then it's time for uh, the NFC first up. But Eagles. Oh no, sorry. Let's go through the bets that we went through. Sorry, my, my apologies. Uh, under forty-four points for me. Buffalo minus four. Buffalo minus four for Adam. And then Callum's gone Buffalo minus four and under forty-four points as well. So strong themes throughout. Wonder if we will have that in the Eagles at Buccaneers game. Eagles at Buccaneers. Both team. Uh, sorry, Buccaneers are minus nine. Over under here is forty-six. Sixty-three percent of the spread money is on. Tampa Bay as we record on a Thursday evening. Um, obviously, Tom Brady going up against a team that has defeated him in the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, not, not with Jalen Hurts and all the rest of it, or Nick Sirianni, but um, no doubt uh, Tom Brady will want to get a bit of revenge on the Eagles. Um, top passing team versus one of the top rushing teams, so it's obviously interesting when you kind of get two different styles um, you know, going head to head, but the kind of the, the strengths on the offences is the strengths on the defence as well with Tampa Bay um, Tampa Bay's uh, pass defense and uh, Philadelphia's rush defense as well. And this is for me. This all comes down to the lines in the trenches. Uh, who, whoever performs on either side of the ball better than, than the other team will, will win this one because it, it's going to be a real uh, slugfest in, in in on the offensive and defensive lines in in this one. Uh, Adam, over to you. How do you feel? How do you feel this one's going? Yeah, um, wet and windy in Tampa. Apparently, twenty to uh, twenty miles an hour winds, so that could affect things. Obviously, that's going to be mainly affecting Brady and uh, his lack of pass catches, which is the the, the one the one downside for Tampa. They're, they're getting players back on defense, which is great for them. They should get Fauna and Geo back in the running game, so that that is very good because they were not good running the ball at the weekend. Um, and with the lack of pass catches, like even Civil Grayson, you wouldn't think he'd ever mention. Uh, a name like that getting into the playoffs, but he's actually formed a decent connection with Brady and he left the game early last week. Um, so even him miss, missing the game, it, it just adds to the cluster injuries at wide receiver. But I, I just don't see, <laughs> as with everyone else looking at this game, that I don't see how the Eagles win this. Again, it's a first-time quarterback going up against the most-time quarterback, if that's a, the way to phrase it. Like the, You're playing against Brady, who... On what, was, what was he, 34 playoff wins. It was like fourth all time against teams, which is it's just absurd. Um, so yeah, I, I just there, there's not a whole lot to say. Like you said, the lines on both teams are good, the offensive lines on both teams are good, defensive lines on both teams are good. But one of them's got Tom Brady, one of them's got Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I don't think it's any contest, frankly. It's 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 the Bucks. There we go. And yeah, obviously, Jack team, uh, you know, Eagles fans, well, non-Eagles um, haters would be pointing at the fact that Eagles haven't won against a, a team with a winning record this season. They've beaten all the teams that have losing records. Uh, is that a worry going into this one? Do you see any way for the Eagles? 
no, I can't see the Eagles winning the game. Um, <laughs> straight out. Uh, the weather being bad obviously will suit them uh, because I think Brady would destroy them passing um, if the weather was fine. Uh, so they got lucky there with bad weather in Tampa. Um, yeah, Brady at home should they should win 10 times out of 10 against the Seagulls team. Um, they're probably the worst team in the NFC left in playoffs. Um, I, I can't really see the Buccaneers getting much further though because someone said to me before, the, uh, said to me the last day, how big is it that Antonio Brown's gone? And you know, if he was if it was just him out, he'd be like, look, it's not that big of a deal. But when you've Godwin out as well, and you have Mike Evans, kind of if he nearly every weekend, I just he doesn't have the same same weapons as he had last year. So uh, I can't really see them going too far like he did last year, performing his miracles. Um, I think they'll win. I think the handicap's eight and a half. It's probably a bit too much with the weather being bad because they could be up by two touchdowns or three touchdowns and then just run out the clock in the in the final quarter, or the second half, and eventually the Eagles start putting up points to the other side. I think last they played this year, and I think they only won by six or eight, but they were hammering them, and then the Eagles started coming back. So the handicap's a bit too high for me to touch. And the unders, I think it's 47. I think we get down to 46 now. That's going to be my main bet for um, for that game. There we go. And uh, yeah, like I say, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a case of Tom Brady once again elevating his team to, to get them over the line. Uh, but yeah, Philadelphia, are, you know, when they, they have been in the playoffs, they've always kind of been underdogs. They've always kind of had the grip between the teeth and they have fought no matter how they've gone out. You know, Seattle a couple of years ago, um, in the uh, that concussion guy, I can't remember who got the concussion. It was Wench concussion, wasn't it? Um, bad, bad hit by Clowney with, uh, when the Eagles Eagles lost to Seattle uh, a couple of years ago. But you know they've obviously won the Super Bowl, being the underdogs, and you know they've always gone down fighting. But um, probably a bridge too far, Callum. No, I'm on the Eagles train. I'm, I'm very much, Ooh. I'm very much the Eagles believer here. This is my, this is my upset of Wildcard Weekend. If I'm going to pick one, 100. Um, bad weather, like we've said. Hurts and that ability to run the ball for the Eagles, I, I I think they can do it. I definitely I I love Eagles plus nine, plus eight and a half, whatever you want to call it. I'm all a hundred percent in favor of that. I, you know, I'm sure Brady's going to try his best to turn Cyril Grayson into prime Wes Welker on one week's practice. Like you know, that's what Brady does. But I I, I don't I don't see it. You know, I think that without rehashing old wounds. I will go to my grave saying that the Buccaneers were extremely fortunate last year to get to the playoffs, to get to the Super Bowl and to win the whole thing. They played one, for me, for me, one exceptional game, which was the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Fair play to them. Um, but without the Packers losing their mind on a deep ball coverage right before halftime, I think the Packers beat them in the NFC title game last year. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that the Eagles have enough to cause them problems. The Eagles defense quietly has been playing really, really well in the last few weeks of the season. And I know that because I had them on a ton of my fantasy teams and they helped <laughs> me along the way. So this Eagles defense is is, is, is not, you know, they're, they're not a joke. The, the question will be, can you run the ball against the Buccaneers defense? And, you know, as we saw, like, you know, as early as week one of the season, the Cowboys just didn't even try and run against the Buccaneers because they knew they couldn't do anything. So it's all going to come down to whether or not the Eagles can run the ball, as I believe they can. But it's kind of the, the inverse of the, the Buffalo New England game. I think if Philadelphia can get ahead and can drain the clock and can run the run the ball well with the conditions being bad and with the Buccaneers not having the same level of uh, weapons outside as we're used to, I really think the Eagles can cause the upset here. But as you probably know from following the Eagles um, and their performance against one specific position set, I think there'll be a big day for Gronkowski because the Eagles can't cover tight ends whatsoever. Um, yeah. We saw Dawn Schultz do do good stuff for the Cowboys last weekend and tight ends just seem to have their way with the Eagles. So I think Brady will rely on Gronk because if you said Mike Evans is banged up and the other guys are missing. 
Um, but yeah, if I'm picking an upset this weekend, I'm, I'm riding with Philadelphia. Here we go. Yeah, I am on the pastime. Before we get to the bets, uh, Jack on YouTube says, I like Jalen Hurts for over 49 and a half rushing yards. So there you go. Kind of in line with, with what you were saying there, Callum. Thanks, Jack, for that. Good luck, Jack. Uh, Good, yes, good luck. Good luck indeed. Let's get to the bets then. I've gone Philadelphia plus nine. Adam's gone Tampa Bay minus nine. Jack has under under forty seven and a half. Callum's gone Philly plus nine and over. So a bit of uh, bit of differences there. So um, it's, it's fair to say that we're all not going to have clean sweeps. So there we go. It's going to be the uh, the uh, the eight point five is a perfect teaser leg. So I'll um, I'll probably be looking at that now. I, I didn't realise it was that low. It was ten and a half at the start of the week. So money's coming in the Eagles like it has done all year. There we go. Okay, moving on to the Cowboys hosting the 49ers. Going to be plenty of nails bitten in, in this one. Uh, Cowboys at minus three, over under here. If I just raise uh, my thing, two seconds. Uh, uh, 51. Over, 51. Uh, 50, 58% of the spread money is on San Francisco, which is fairly telling. But Dallas, a uh, surprising stat for me 13 and four against the spread. It uh, doesn't feel like that Ooh. kind of a season for the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> I must admit. Um, but yeah, essentially, we've only lost to the AFC West. And Tampa Bay on opening night, and the Arizona Cardinals in just a, a weird game to be, to be quite honest. But um, but there we go. Um, Dallas have put over forty points in nearly a third of their games this season, um, and they've also given up thirty points three times. They've lost all three, so it kind of tells you all you need to know about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, San Francisco do obviously pose uh, a decent running threat. Um, it's going to be a fascinating game. Uh, Adam, how do you see this one? Uh, this out. is the uh, Nickelodeon game, which is uh, on Amazon Prime for anyone in the UK, which um, which is where I'll be watching this one, it's just to add a little bit more interest for the neutral. And, see, a and, of, see a bit of gunk on Jimmy G's face. Exactly. It's a weird one because this is probably the game of the weekend, frankly, is um, the, the 49ers versus the Cowboys. This is the one that I think a lot of people have picked for the upset of the weekend is the underdog on this one. The, the, as Jack said earlier, the 49ers are the form team coming into this, uh, they gave Sean McVay his first half-time defeat or whatever, whichever way I'm trying to describe that. He, he'd fit 45 attempts, and that was the first time he'd lost after leading at half-time, which is crazy because it was Jimmy Garoppolo leading it, frankly. Um, but they do have probably the most exciting player in the league at the moment is Debo Samuel. He's, he's like prime Alvin Kamara. He's... Christian McCaffrey on his good days and it, he's just so much fun to watch just once you get him in space he's unstoppable and that's what they've been doing they've been getting him the ball um he has been great uh Brandon Ayuk stepped up last week he uh, led the league uh, led the team in uh receiving yards and then Juwan Jennings scored a couple of touchdowns so they proved that they didn't even need Kittle to do it which was pretty impressive on the offensive side of it uh the Cowboys I I don't know uh we've said from the start of the season most of us the, the Cowboys are a very good team. Some of us didn't, Tim. Um, but um, <laughs> we've all been over the Cowboys all, all year. And they've just been, I don't know. They, I don't really know how to describe it. They, they, I can't trust them, frankly, is where I'm going. Uh, right. it's, it's a weird one. I, I, I was trying to think about this when I was walking the, the, that dog earlier. I was thinking, it's almost like a car. The, the Cowboys are like a car that just with a battery that doesn't have any issues with it. But just sometimes the car just doesn't want to yeah. start. That's what that's what yeah. the Cowboys are. When the car when the car starts, it's a it's a Lamborghini and it's going to go two hundred and ten miles per hour. But sometimes that engine's yeah. just not going to start and it's not going anywhere, so it's it's just useless. But that's yeah, that was what I came up with. But they are pretty much a full strength. Um, obviously, the offensive line with um, Smith is the is the key to is Smith, isn't it? I can't even remember. I'm yeah, on that. Um, yeah, he, he's kind of the key to the the team. Once 
They lose one, maybe two pieces on the offensive line. They fall apart. Uh, Dak isn't looking great after his injury, but I think they kept him out there last week in a completely needless game uh, just to build a bit of cohesion, a bit of, a bit of momentum coming into this one. So, yeah, I, I, I really don't know how this one's going to go. It should be the game of the weekend. It should be really exciting. Obviously, defensive side for Cowboys has started the season great. They got found out. Um, but Mike Parsons is just a machine. And I, I laughed when they drafted yet, a lo- yet another linebacker, but he, he's been well worth the draft pick. Um, yeah. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs started the season on fire, but he's been found out now with people targeting him specifically because they know he's going to be aggressive. So I think, for me, it'll probably come down to the coaching and that, that's that's got to be the 49ers. So I think I led to the 49ers in this one, but it should be a heck of a game. Yeah, this one will come down to how much of a, how much disruption can the uh, San Francisco pass rush get to to Dak? And yeah, Dak hasn't quite been himself. It's, it's, again, similar to like, the car, the car battery analogy. analogy, analogy oh fuck, oh, I can't even say the word. Um, <laughs> and that analogy, it's analogy. Like, you know, he, yeah, he's just been like five percent. Oh, some of his his throws have just been a bit, a bit, a bit weird. But um, yeah, if it obviously if it all clicks, it'll be it'll be fine. And I'd say if the, if the San Francisco 49ers don't get to Dak, then uh, there's enough weaponry there to to exploit that secondary and again they can just make quick scores quick strikes and and away you go um i think michael parsons will probably be man marking if, if to use a soccer term debo samuel um it'd be that's mm. gonna be a, that's gonna be a fascinating matchup and then like say if they stick brandon iuk on um on trevon diggs that could be an interesting one on the uh on the double on the that kind of the double move double move routes but yeah it's gonna be a fascinating game jack how do you see it going um i see the 49ers winning um i think they're two two kind of evenly matched teams but um shanahan over mike mccarthy and his lack of clock management every day of the week Um, i probably won't be back in the 49ers plus three just because i have them to win the nfc have them to win the super bowl and have them to reach the championship game so i'll have enough on it uh in that sense but um yeah plus three i definitely be i would be back if i didn't have them back to any outrights Um, it's as adam said it's definitely the game of the weekend that and well maybe the rams and the cardinals as well but that being on monday night is a bit of a bit of a sickener but um yeah really looking forward to this game and hope the 49ers win sorry tim <laughs> i don't know why i let you on this podcast jack Callum. <laughs> completely the opposite tim i'm with you all day i'm surprised the line was only dallas minus three i think the cowboys are by far the better team i think this is um the situation that we run into every year with the 49ers and i say the same thing every year and until they change their quarterback i'm going to keep saying the same thing um they have unbelievable weapons as we've said you know george kittle we haven't even mentioned you know is a top three tight end in the league without any discussion debo samuel has you know as adam said become a spark plug for them and really one of the most exciting players in the league i'm still not entirely convinced by Ayuk, but he has stepped up and they have been able to make plays you know, with, with players from, from all over the pitch. But when you need him to, Jimmy G will let you down. He will. And I just don't see a situation where Jimmy G can go into Cowboy Stadium with that crowd in Dallas that will be loud, that will be, you know, ferocious for their Cowboys team. Because I really think this is the first time in a long time that Cowboys Nation can see this team is actually a real legitimate Super Bowl contender. I really think that with the offense they've got, the number of weapons, I mean, Dak just destroyed the Eagles in a half, you know, to take Tony Romo's record, you know, fair enough, Eagles backups and things like that. But this Cowboys offense, if they're clicking, are unbelievable. And, you know, Tim said, it's funny to hear you say, you know, this doesn't feel like a 13 and four against the spread season for the Cowboys. And I just think 
all along, the Cowboys have been flirting with being really, really excellent. You know, they should have beaten the Buccaneers on opening night without a shadow of a doubt. And that would have really kick-started things. I, I just, I don't understand why people are not on the Cowboys. I really don't. I just think, I think... I'll tell you I, why. I, I'll tell you why. I'd take There's... them a minus 6.5 for sure. For me. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. There's a 300-pound buffoon sitting on the sidelines, standing on the sidelines, doing whatever he, whatever he gets, gets paid <laughs> I get, to do. I get that. I get that. I get that. But, you know, and, you know, talking earlier about, you know, Super Bowl contenders, I think, you know, and, and Rogers enjoying a narrative of sticking it to people. What greater narrative for Mike McCarthy than going back to Green Bay and walking in there and walking out, going to the Super Bowl? So if anyone's motivated to get to Green Bay and knock them off, I think McCarthy is. And, yeah. you know, you're right, Tim. If, if McCarthy can stay out of his own way and let Dak, CD, Amari, you know, Zeke and Tony Pollard, you know, do their business, then then I really think that this could be a good season for the Cowboys. But yes, yeah. you know, will he mismanage the clock, like Jack said, very possibly. Absolutely, and Shanahan is probably the better. Well, he's the better coach overall. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to run their way to the Super Bowl this time the way they did a couple of years ago. No, yeah, all in all, though, like I say, I hope it's a good game. I hope it's a close game. It's going to be a uh, yeah fascinating watch. Let's get to the bets. San Francisco plus three uh, across the board, apart from Callum and Callum's gone lone wolf as that as they say on there. Uh, is it NFL? Is it CBS NFL Network? I can't remember where they get yeah. the, hat, the hat out and do the howling. Um, yeah, there we go. San Francisco plus three. I think that's a it's a popular one because you can see a lot of reasons why the San Francisco 49ers will win the game. So if you're giving us a plus three and on a field in a potentially field goal game, you're getting the you're getting the void bet on the or the money back on the on the field goal either way. So there we go. Uh okay, let's move on then to Sunday night football, you know, from one of the best games to possibly well, maybe not one of the best games of, of the weekend. Uh, Adam's favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, traveling to Arrowhead to face the Kansas City Chiefs. This one is 12 and a half. For the handicap for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, over under here is 46 and a half. 53% of the money on the, on the handicap money is on Kansas, uh, Kansas City. Um, interesting game, this one. Obviously, Big Ben's comments saying that they, you know, they probably feel like they don't probably deserve to be there, but then that can make him a dangerous animal because they can play with a bit of freedom. And it's amazing how teams can play once you've got a bit of freedom. But this offensive line for Pittsburgh is not helping them whatsoever, and it's not going to be able to, uh, you know, it's got to hold up to, to try and. Keep up pace um, with the Kansas City Chiefs, and yeah, we've seen Pittsburgh struggles in the first half of games. Um, so yeah, for, for me, Pittsburgh needs to score at least fourteen to go in at half before half time to to have any chance in in this one. Adam, how do you see it going? Yeah, well, they've they've averaged four points a half in the first yeah. half over the last eight games, so <laughs> scoring fourteen might be a bit of a struggle in this one. Yeah, uh, no, they were twenty three nil down at half time and thirty nil down before the. Chiefs allowed them back into well allowed them to score a couple of times at the end of the game when they met what a month ago. I obviously I'm incredibly biased, so I've been asking a lot of people this week whether my opinion of the Steelers is wrong, and no one seems to disagree with my opinion on them not being very good at all. Um, now it, it's it, obviously this is on the late one just because it's Big Ben's probable retirement game, and it, I just yeah. I, it, I, there's not really a whole lot to talk about, frankly. <clears throat> the um, the Chiefs should be running away with this one. Um, yeah, first half, second half is is the key on it. If you wanna, if you like the Chiefs, then bet them first half handicap. If you wait until half time, you can probably get the Steelers minus well plus twenty six or something. <laughs> that's probably that's probably a decent bet. I mean, that's it only needs fourteen nil for that, so I think that's probably a decent bet. And um, the, the worry for the Chiefs is that Clyde uh, and Darrell, Henderson, uh, Darrell Williams are both nursing injuries of running back. 
which I was going to leave them down to uh, Frank Gore's grandson. Um, Derek Gore in the in the backfield, and then makes you feel old, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, uh, Tyree Kill obviously had a heel injury last week. He um, was practicing today or yesterday, though, and Kelsey's back looking fit. So, and they've proved they can do it with the other guys, Pringle and um, Michael Hardman, have finally stepped up and actually done something. So, they've shown that they can do it without. Um, and yeah, the the pass rush for the Chiefs is actually very good. Uh, Chris Jones on the interior, they were in the backfield all the all game against the Bengals and the, the Steelers' offensive line's worse than that. Uh, Najee Harris is the one kind of shining light for the Steelers. He's didn't practice today, so he's banged up. He didn't do much at the weekend through injury. Deontay Johnson is the one target. He got injured on on Sunday as well. Uh, Freemuth is obviously very good for a rookie tight end. And frankly, they do have the defensive player of the year, who the one year I don't bet on TJ Watt, he's going to win it because he's equaled the sack record for the year and he is the key to the game for them if he can cause a bit of disruption which he can then the Steelers might be able to stay in it but you just know they're only going to put up probably 14 points all game let alone half time mm-hmm. uh, and that's not going to be enough to hang with the Chiefs so yeah I I, I will probably tease this with the Bucks and uh, be feeling quite happy about it. Yeah, you, you feel that the Steelers need to nick a possession or two on, on a TJ Watt turnover or something to, to even have a, have a sniff early on uh, in that one. But yeah, you know, uh, Kansas City is an, is an interesting one because I was looking at some of their stats. They're, um, you know, in terms of average, you know, averages on per drive, you know, their first in ter- their plays per drive, yards per drive, and points per drive. It doesn't feel like that that type of Kansas City team this year. They're not. It's not. Well, again, you know, some stats can be padded and some stats can kind of be misleading. But, you know, this feels like a, not quite the, the Kansas City of, of a couple of years ago, a year or two ago that won Super Bowls and stuff. So it's quite surprising to see that they were uh, top of those uh, stats in terms of uh, per drive. Uh, Jack, how about do you see it? Um, I'm still in shock that Pittsburgh made, uh, made the playoffs. Anytime I've watched them, I've they look like a team that are like 5-12 and 12 or 6-10. and 10. I, just can't get over it's like a miracle um yeah on offense they're just terrible um on defense they're they are good in fairness but um i just don't see them being able to keep my homes quiet for too long uh the game a couple of weeks ago i watched it i think it was been intoxicated i think it was like 36 10 or something <laughs> and i remember just going how is this team anywhere near making the playoffs Um, big ben's last game for sure um i backed the chiefs minus 12 and a half i know it's a high handicap but i just i I just can't believe that they're actually they're actually in the playoffs, and uh, it seems like the Colts missed out. But I suppose that's life. Um, mm. I was also looking at the game that they bet them thirty six ten, and I don't think Tyree Kill. I think he had two catches or something. I don't think Kelsey even played. So yeah, they'll have them two back. It's only gonna it's only gonna make it even harder for the for the Steelers. The only thing I'd worry about would be just like the Buccaneers game is the Chiefs going way ahead and then just run down the clock and. Uh, Big Ben getting a few garbage time touchdowns to see himself out um, at 12 and a half. It is high, but yeah, that's definitely what I'd be going for um, if I was to pick Anthony. There we go. Callum? 100% agree with Jack on that one completely. Um, the Steelers have stolen a playoff berth from more deserving teams in this sense. And, you know, if Lamar Jackson hadn't been hurt, they wouldn't be in because the Ravens would have won. Um, so, yeah, no, I think 12 and a half is a high handicap. But, yeah, I watched that Steelers, uh, Steelers Chiefs game a couple of weeks ago and it was painful and um ben is just broken and you know it's it's time for him to to pass on into retirement and so um yeah i think there's there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever this is the easiest game of the weekend that the chiefs will very comfortably win this one 
Cool. And let's have a look at what we've got on the betwires. Over, I've gone over on the points. Adam's gone under. Obviously, I, I think Pittsburgh will, like I say, with a bit of freedom, I think they'll score more than four points before the half. So I think, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs could score 30, 40 on their own. So, um, but yeah, Kansas City on the handicap there for both Jack and Callum as they have outlined. Let's move over to the last game of the weekend then that Monday Night Football. I think it's the first Monday Night Football playoff game ever, is it? Yeah. Is it this year? Yeah, it is. Um, Cardinal, Cardinals, Cardinals, I was doing a bit of Jack there. Uh, Cardinals travel to the Rams, obviously another NFC West uh, matchup. Uh, Arizona, a bit of a free fall at the moment. Uh, lost four out of the last five, obviously beat Dallas in that bit of a strange game. Um, the Rams have actually won the last four of uh, the five meetings with Arizona too. Um, uh, Cardinals, however, have only lost one game away this year, and that and that was against Ooh. Detroit, um, so which yeah. is quite an interesting interesting one. But um, yeah, Arizona ten and seven against the spreads. Rams eight eight and one um, overs, and, and for both teams, kind of in the middle of the road as well. Uh, but yeah, Arizona not playing too well as of late. Um, Adam, is it just a case of can Kyle Murray pick up this offense somehow? Obviously, not had to do it without Nuke. Had had been a few injuries on you know, various offensive players throughout the year, but um, defense has played well. Uh, but the de- offense, they obviously need to step it up. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> Sorry, it's, no, it's not just Nuke. It's um, Chase and Chase Edmonds and James Conner both yeah. banged up with rib injuries, and uh, I think Conner had an, um, um, Edmonds had an ankle as well. Coming into this one, I just read before we came on that both are probably going to play, but. Uh, what kind of strength are they going to be at? And that, that's the issue with them. And as you said, they've been stu- stumbling into the playoffs after that incredible start. It's For me, it's, it's tough to see how the Cardinals do it. When you've got AJ Green as your wide receiver one in 2021, it's in 2023. <laughs> it's not exactly the ideal situation. I mean, Kirk will get open downstairs, uh, downfield. Downstairs. But... <laughs> is he knocking on the door? Is it... <laughs> maybe, maybe downstairs as well. Delivering um, your chippy. The, the passing game is where the the rams are the strongest like defending that um and if you've got chase and connor both banged up in the run game then you're relying on kyler to run the ball he, he has averaged 45 yards per game since he's returned from injury uh which he may well do again and he's he's always going to be fun to watch but with um <clears throat> with the injuries it's really it's really hampered them and it, it's ruined the end of their season admittedly um cliff Kingsbury's end of seasons have been terrible throughout his career, uh, but this one, I think he's got a little bit of an asterisk next to. The thing is, the Rams aren't exactly flying into this either. They Matthew Stafford's thrown nine, uh, eight interceptions in the last four games. He was sacked five times last week against the 49ers. Uh, the signing of Odell seems to be forcing him to throw it further downfield for, for no reason, when he should just take the easy pass or mid-range pass to either Van Jefferson or probably Offensive Player of the Year winner, uh, Cooper Cup. Just, just dump it off to them. Why are you trying to throw it fifty yards down to Odell Beckham? It, it just seems, it seems a bit of a weird kind of thing for them. Uh, Sony Michelle's done pretty well in the run game with Henderson out. He's, I think, he's had more carries than anyone else over the last month, possibly second. He, he was right up there. Um, and then obviously Cam Akers returned last week. He only had three carries for five yards, but I'd imagine that was just showing that he can actually still do it after a pretty horrible injury. Very. Well, not very long ago at all. So for me, I do not know how this game's going to go. I think the Rams should win, but that relies on Matthew Stafford keeping it clean, and I'm just not sure he can. Uh, Aaron Donald is probably probably the game changer, as he always is. He's obviously going to be getting pressure on it because he always does. I think PFF rated him as the highest ranked defender for like eighth year in a row or something ridiculous. Um, so for me, I think the Rams win, but I'm not confident in it at all. 
Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it does come down to how turnover prone Matthew Matthew <coughs> Stafford is is going to be, and and kind of hand it to the Cardinals and the defense. The Cardinals defense are, are going to be there, um, snapping at the hills. You know, begging begging for it, it just to something to be tipped or you know, pushed up in the air or a sack fumble, or strip fumble, or whatever. But uh, yeah, it kind of seems to be the key, the key to the game, Jack. Yeah, like Adam said, I don't really have. Uh... An opinion really on who's going to win the game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals win and if the Rams win. I think if either team wins, it'll be by less than a touchdown. Uh, the handicap minus three is probably about right. Um, I won't be touching it though. Um, it's Kyler's first playoff game. Um, Stafford has never won a playoff game. I know he played for the Lions, so we'll have to give him that one. But uh, yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't think I can pick either of these teams to win. I won't be putting. I won't be putting them in any bets. Um, the only thing I might do would be uh, Odell anytime. I think he's eight to five. He seems to be a touchdown machine for them since he's gone to the Rams. Uh, they seem to yeah. intentionally be targeting them basically to keep him happy, um, which is probably not the best thing to do. But um, it seems to be working. Um, I might get on Cooper Cup hundred yards and a touchdown. They usually do specials on Paddy Power or Sky Bet. You might get five to two on that. And uh, yeah, he's been by far the best defensive player this year. Um, well, maybe Jonathan Taylor, but the two of them are streets ahead of everyone else um i've gone for over 49 and a half points because the two games i played this year uh there was 57 points in one and 53 in the other so yeah if i had to do a bet match it'd probably be the cooper cup bet uh maybe with odell or maybe overs so yeah when it comes to the handicap either way i won't be leaning towards either of them fair enough callum round us out yeah, I mean, well, I've been kind of the Cardinals, you know, vocal cheerleader all year, um, even since, you know, I remember doing our predictions podcast at the very start of the season, talking about the NFC West, and I was close to being right on the Cardinals uh, taking that whole division. I'm very frustrated that they managed to choke it away, having started 7-0, and um, but I'm glad I was right on them being <laughs> better than the, the Seahawks and better than the Niners. Um, I, I like the Cardinals here. I, I think the underdog, you know, and being on the road, like you said, Tim, they've been very good on the road, and I'm, I'm going to try and uh, wish it into existence, basically, that they're going to be able to get past the Rams here. I think nothing is funnier than a team going all in and then losing in the first round of the playoffs. Um, so I'm kind of wishing that the Rams uh, will, will do that. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's going to come down to Kyler and can he make magic? Um, can Cliff not do anything stupid in his play calling? I've seen today that James Conner is going to be a kind of a game time decision. I think that will be a big, big, big issue. If, if Conner can be fit, then he's, you know, he's been... Really, if it wasn't for the fact that Burrow and Dak were coming off such serious injuries themselves, I think Connor would be in the running for comeback player of the year himself because he's had an unbelievable season. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember debating with people preseason whether or not he would be the lead back in Arizona. And I know injuries to Edmonds has helped that somewhat, but certainly that, that move to bring him in has been one of the real success stories of the offseason is how, how good he's been for them and how productive. So... Um, I hope that the Cardinals can win. I like the over on the points, basically. Um, but I would definitely take the Cardinals plus four um, if you're forcing me to pick one side of the spread because I'm, I'm not going to be cheering for Stafford and the Rams. And I, I genuinely <laughs> think the Cardinals um, the Cardinals have a chance uh, to upset them in LA. There you go. Obviously, Rams will be looking to try and get to the Super Bowl. Obviously, it's hosted in their stadium. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. we were, were robbed of a, an LA versus LA potential Super Bowl as well. So, thanks, thanks, thanks again to the Steelers for that. Would have been, would have been more fans who didn't support them anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, but there we go. Uh, here are the bets for Cardinals, Rams, and Jack and me and Jack are going head to head on that one. And uh, I forgot to put Rams handicap for Adam off for some reason. I've got money lines doing there. Callum's gone. Right. Ar- 
Oh, it's fine, yeah. Arizona plus four and 49, over 49 and a half as well. So I'm on my own island for that one. Uh, before we head out, then, guys, appreciate it. We're nearing an hour, but it's probably about right for the you're doing these six games at Justice. Give us your best bet for the weekend. Uh, I'll kind of put you on the spot a little bit, but any particular bet that you particularly fancy for, for the, if you had one, you know, one, your bottom dollar, so to speak, what are you putting it on, Adam? Yeah, I'm glad you came to me first. I'm definitely ready for this. Um, <laughs> what, anyone? Anyone got a favourite bet of the weekend? Jack Eaton or, or Callum? Yeah. yeah, well, just Gronkowski. Take the over every which way on, on Gronk's yards. I think I saw the line at 58 and a half, which to me is exceptionally low when you look at what he's been able to do in the in the, in the past few weeks and certainly uh, how bad the Eagles are against tight ends. So Gronkowski... Maybe even a hundred yards and a touchdown. Honestly, I think I think Gronk is the the game. If the Bucks are going to win, I think Gronk will have a, a big day. And uh, even if the Eagles are going to win, like I think, I think Gronk will still be delivering for you. So, take the over on the Gronk. Nice, Jack. Um, I'm going to go Bengals minus uh, five and a half, uh, just to annoy Adam. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> as I said, them. Yeah. The Raiders had their Super Bowl last weekend, uh, going halfway across the country. Yeah, I could just see the Bengals winning by double digits. I know Adam was saying he he reckons the Raiders could win by three, or the uh, Bengals could blow them out. And I just see the I just see the Bengals blowing them out. To be honest, I hope so. Yeah, Adam, uh, Big Ben to throw an interception, four to six. Um, it, it's it's his last ever game. He's not gonna he's not gonna pull any punches, is he? When they're down twenty points, he's just gonna keep loving it. So yeah. Uh, I just looked, it's 20 to 31, so essentially four to six for Big uh, Ben yeah. to throw an INT. What for about some... for the pick six? Yeah, the last minute pick six when they're actually in the game, just to, uh, to ice it for the Chiefs. Yeah, why not? Yeah, he threw some awful interceptions last week, didn't he? Um, oh, he tries quite... every week, but bloody defenders keep dropping it. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's equal. Yeah, uh, I'm going to join Jack. I, I think Cincinnati on the handicap is probably the best bet of the weekend. Uh, out of all the handicaps, or <laughs> maybe maybe unders in New England, Buffalo, but we we shall see on that one. Or I don't know, I don't know, I don't really have a standout bet, but well, I forced you to pick one, so I might as well pick one as well. But there we go. Best of luck, everyone, with all the best. Don't forget, you can get involved with the playoff predictor. Like, I say, head over to uh, Twitter at 14 yards. Uh, I'll put it as the pin tweet, but we do have a playoff bracket challenge, small prize to the winner. Uh, Adam, plug your stuff. When, when are your previews? Get your previews up. When are they going up? I, I think I'm going to have to do daily ones. I think I'll get uh, Saturday's games up tomorrow and then obviously a day before for each of them. Um, I'm going to go far too in-depth on everything. So, yeah, I, I think even the Bengals-Raiders games are probably going to be over a 1,000 words. So I, I think I'm going to have to do Saturday games, Sunday games and the Monday game by themselves, uh, hopefully up the night before because there are props up already. So I don't need to wait for them for once. Um, add touchdown tips on Twitter. If you check my pin tweet, I've got a competition going as well. It is a paid one, but uh, it's going to be a decent prize. And uh, tdtips.com for all the previews. Lovely stuff. And um, Jack, obviously, Jack T underscore 95. Callum, I was trying to think of your, your Twitter handle. I'm going to say Callum. Is it Callum? I want to say Callum JD Squires. Is that right? Well done. Smash yeah, it. 100%. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, t- I type these out. I just, just retain them somehow. <laughs> but there you go. If you want to interact with any of us on the, I don't have it. Well, I'm at F10Y, F10Y Britball, but yeah, there we go. You can get me on there if you like. Um, thanks all for joining us. If you are first time listener or second time listener, or, well, 100th time listener, there's not going to be too many of those, but yeah, if you are, 
Hello. I know they're actually, to be fair, there are a few. I uh, appreciate your support throughout the whole season. Hopefully we can win you some cash uh, this new year and obviously playoffs. We've only got four weeks left or four or five weeks left until obviously then we have to wait till draft and then all the way back around to September. We'll be back uh, next week, probably again around the Thursday mark to do the divisional round and the four games that were promised to be a crackers. So until then, we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.